The U.K. and the U.S. have enjoyed a special relationship ever since 1945 when FDR entered troops into World War II. And British housewives showed their appreciation by sucking off G.I.s for chewing gum and pantyhose. (laughs) The Entente Cordiale between nations survived happily through peacetime right up until the summer of 2003. It was then that American illusionist David Blaine came to the U.K. to perform his stunt under the below. Britain was so horrified by this man's apparently infinite smugness and lack of taste that he was pelted with golf balls and sausages until he went home, never to return. Since then, the UK and US have remained frosty enemies, divided by common language and cultural mistrust. But which country is best? Let's find out now, live. This is International Waters. You're listening to International Waters, recorded live from the Leicester Square Theatre, London. I'm your host, Jesse Thorne. I've left my luxury recording yacht more deep within Bolivia's Chapare rainforest. If you, I don't know how we got it in there. We got it in there Fitzcarraldo style. Uh, if you listen closely, we can actually tune into the surveillance microphone I left on board. And if we're lucky, we might just make out the majestic roar of the howler monkey. Wait for it. Wait for it. There it is. Let's introduce our guests. Playing for the nation whose biggest national export is currently the NASA Mohawk guy meme, it's my co-host on Jordan Jesse Go, comedian and writer Mr. Jordan Morris. Good to see you, Jordan. Joining Jordan will be a comedy buddy of ours, a stand-up comedian who landed in the UK literally moments ago. He's one of Variety's young comics to watch. Please welcome Mr. Ron Babcock. Ron's got some major jet lag, and I'm on shrooms. (laughs) Just wanted you to know that. Jordan's hangover cure, I should explain, is shrooms. (laughs) I think he just misunderstood an omelet recipe. (laughs) Uh, With the home field advantage, please welcome back a stand-up comedian and writer who has already won International Waters' victory under her belt, Miss Holly Walsh. And also representing the nation that likes to serve blood sausage for breakfast, a multi-award-winning comedian who has performed all over the world and plays a character called Young Pip-Bin on BBC Radio 4's Dickensian comedy series Bleak Expectations, Mr. Tom Allen. Please welcome Tom Allen, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Jordan, Ron, Holly, Tom, thank you for joining us on International Waters. Tom and, uh, Tom and Ron will be competing later in the clone round. <laughs> <laughs> they look alike. Clone fight. <laughs> they look alike, folks. Well, we're going to start the show with our traditional pop culture warm-up, What's the Story? I'll be asking our panelists questions about a variety of recent cultural events, and they'll be awarded two points for correct answers, 
or one point for incorrect answers that amuse me. Use of quiz show buzzers has actually been illegal in London theaters since 2003. Uh, apparently, the sound sends Dame Judi Dench into a murderous rage. <laughs> so I'm going to ask both teams to pick... So does uh, not calling her the next day. <laughs> I learned that the hard way. <laughs> I fucked Dame, Dame Judi Dench. Oh, overexplained it. I, I accidentally fucked Dame Judi Dench. Yeah. And that was a, quite a disappointment. I don't need to tell you. Um, does have a steely gaze, though. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask both teams to pick a buzz-in word that they feel best encapsulates the spirit of their nations. I'm going to start with the United States. United States team, what word do you think best exemplifies what it is to be American? Uh, hot dog? We'll take hot dog, Jesse. Hot dog. Very well. In UK? Um, Dame Judi Dench. <laughs> <laughs> See, now here's the thing. I've gotten in trouble from emailers before about Uh-oh. one nation having a much longer buzz-in word than the other nation okay. and thus suffering uh, 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 a disadvantage. Why don't we, how about just Dench? <laughs> well, I have to consult Holly on this, who's on my team. What do you think? Well... I mean, that's quite disrespectful because she was awarded a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we could say Dame Dench, but that's quite a mouthful. Dame Judy. Dame Judy. What about Helen Mirren? <laughs> yeah, we'll just yeah. shout, we'll shout Mirren. Factor. We'll shout Mirren. <laughs> Helen Mirren? Mirren. Let's, is that the same as hot dog? Yeah, hot, well, hot sorry, dog. One, two, three. Hot Mirren. dog. Well, I think we've got the... Yeah, we've got the... Uh, let's yeah, we'll go, go with Mirren. <laughs> well, we've chosen our buzzwords. <laughs> Um, the reason we're here in London is because of the Olympic Games. But can you name both of the one-eyed Olympic mascots and, for a bonus point, their needlessly complicated origin story? Hot dog. Jordan. Uh, the two uh, Olympic mascots are Winlock and Mandeville. That's correct. <laughs> yep. This, British this, name one and British name two. <laughs> this is all news to me, by the way, so... <laughs> Uh, they are drops of heated steel that have come to life uh, during the forging of the Olympic rings. Their eyeballs are cameras, and they take on the characteristics of whatever London neighborhood they're in. Holy. Is this real? All of this is real, and it's, I did not all know. of it is super fucked up. Like, this is a, that uh, sounds like something you'd see on shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Boyle thought of it on shrooms. I mean, I can only assume that this is the reason that every time I asked you to help me prepare for Jordan Jesse Go over the last two weeks, you said, shut up, I'm looking at olympics.org. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's weird. I mean, it's like the mascots to the Olympics, the, the purpose is to kind of attract kids, to get kids into the Olympics. And it's like, hey, kids, uh, are you interested in the Olympics? We have living hot metal. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like sports? No? Well, then how about... Nightmare monsters. <laughs> hey, kids, your screams have come to life. <laughs> yes, they're terrifying. You... I think there's more to it than that, though. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Mandeville is, in fact, a French name. And uh, he was the founder of the modern Olympics. Wow. Okay, well, I'm going to give the U.S. two points because Jordan's level of knowledge about that was, frankly, discomforting. But it was actually bullshit. And I no, it was all everything well, he was, said was correct. Who was the other character then? What's the other? Wenlock, what was I'm not Wenlock. sure, but there's more. There's to uh, it Wenlock and Mandeville. So I'm, who's Wenlock in this? I'm going to give you. I don't you... know. There is more to this story than any of us know. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you saying that Wenlock and Mandeville control the world banking industry? Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm saying they run Switzerland and they've got all the Nazi gold. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it, it seems like, you know how, you know, Tolkien wrote The Lord of the Rings, but I guess there's all these, like, ancillary books that he wrote based on, you know, every song ever sung by these people. And here are some back... Like, they sound like characters from one of those, like an ancillary Tolkien thing. But I think if you play the Revolver album backwards, it tells you the story of when Lock and Mandy Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Winlock is dead. Yeah. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Winner gold. Jordan, yeah. you did leave out that they have yellow lamps on their head, of course representing London taxis. <laughs> what is more iconic about the London black cab than its yellow lamp? <laughs> I feel like these guys were just designed by five-year-olds. <laughs> Put a taxi thing on his head. <laughs> He's made from metal. And he has cameras for eyes. And the, they fine. just randomly yell cake for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wenlock, named for Much Wenlock in Shropshire, England, where the Wenlock Olympian Society held its first Olympic Games in 1850. <gasps> and Mandeville is named for Stoke Mandeville Hospital in Aylesbury, Buckinghamshire, England, where in 1948 a sporting contest was held for injured soldiers, which was regarded as the inspiration for the Paralympics. Can I tell you something? And in summary, duh. I, no, this is honestly true. I went to the Olympics on Tuesday, and I went with a four-year-old who bought a Mandeville stuffed toy, and we asked the man behind the counter... Who is Mandeville? And he said, he's a Frenchman. He's the founder of the modern Olympics. So basically, the people working at the Olympics have no idea and they're lying to children. <laughs> I mean, it's better that you make up some kind of backstory because otherwise it's just, you know, Little well, a child vomited his nightmares into a plush toy. Little did they realize that the person they were telling that story to would then be in on an international podcast <laughs> and use it as the answer to a question and look really smug about it until they were punched in the face with facts. I went with a four-year-old and we bought a Mandeville and, and we asked the guy behind the counter and he says, he's your real dad. <laughs> <laughs> And he disappeared into a puff of smoke. <laughs> this was a bizarre afternoon. Okay, so for one bonus point, this is your chance to name what you think would be a better mascot for the Olympics. Something more exemplifying the British spirit. And brown sauce, the jug of brown sauce, is not, <laughs> is not an appropriate choice. Old brownie. Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, yeah. <laughs> With her tits a life-size out. model of With her Helen tits, Mirren. tits out or in? Uh, that would be the two that you could buy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one, just one of Helen Mirren's tits and the other one covered up. I think it would also be made up of taxi lamps. Yeah. I think you the nipple would flash yellow. <laughs> I think you buy one that has her top on, then every time you turn around, it's off. Um, UK-US relations were strained recently as ever-relevant rocker Sir Elton John launched an attack on Madonna calling her a blank, blank, blank stripper. What kind of stripper did Elton John call fellow classy celebrity hot dog. Madonna? Hot dog. I, uh, a hot dog stripper. Uh, <laughs> he called her a fairground stripper. Yes, a fucking fairground stripper, specifically. Uh, what is that? I Are there strippers at fairgrounds here? Is that a compliment or an insult? I don't know. I've been to some fairgrounds, but I've never seen a stripper. I've seen a teenager be sick off the side of a, uh, <laughs> of a waltzer, but I've never seen a stripper. We have deep-fried Coca-Cola at our fairgrounds, but we do not have strippers. 
No, we have uh, candy floss. What do you call candy floss? You don't call it that. What angel pubes Cut or something. Angel <laughs> dust. Angel pubes, yeah. We, we call it angel dust. <laughs> You're referring to BCP, right? Yeah. yeah. Some uh, angel dust, please, for me and the kids. Um, cotton the candy, I think, yeah. Cotton candy, yeah. You we don't have call that. it angel hair? No. What is that's that? a type of pasta. Oh, shut up. That's we like have a that as well. <laughs> I'm not falling she's for not, that bullshit. She's not buying it. You know, Jesse, I don't mean to correct you. Um, there are actually strippers at American Fairgrounds. You just have to squirt the water in the clown's mouth. <laughs> oh, and then they come you, out. That's what you get. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I mean a framed uh, picture of Axl Rose. <laughs> What I really like about Elton John, it just shows he's never been to a fairground in his entire life. Yeah. <laughs> like, he has this picture of a fairground in his head. And Although it's got, like, strippers and drunks and junkies and all things bad. He did build a fairground wing to his estate. That's oh, just no, a you're recreation get, you're of Michael what Jackson, he you're imagines. Getting, you're getting confused. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, staying with the Olympics, the furiously Christian news website, One News Now which is owned by an organization called the American Family Association, reported on the men's 100 meters event. But thanks to an overzealous find and replace function, which was set to replace words that were deemed unchristian, what did the site repeatedly call U.S. sprinter Tyson Gay? <laughs> Hot dog. U.S. Tyson Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> That's incorrect, but it's worth a point. Have you guys got a guess, UK? Thanks. What would it be, something slang for gay, presumably? Well, it's a more Christian way of saying gay. <laughs> Sinner. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's wrong, but it's worth a point. The correct answer is Tyson homosexual. <laughs> Although we think that maybe it could have been changed to Tyson happy or possibly Tyson confirmed bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> Ty- this hasn't been the right Tyson Cruz. <laughs> Man has proved his dominion over alien races yet again as a NASA rover successfully landed on Mars. But what is the name that NASA have given the spaceship? Hot dog. U.S. Curiosity. That's absolutely correct. It was actually named... A lot of people don't know this, but it was named that because... During the testing of the rover, it murdered a number of cats. <laughs> <laughs> With its laser. I hear um, it went through a stage of being um, by curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> I like rocks and sand. <laughs> <laughs> it's just who I fall in love with. It's about connection. <laughs> I'm at arts college. Do you like Sleater Kinney? <laughs> um, I'm surprised that worked. I, I, yeah, yeah, who knew? Yeah. Um, <laughs> at the end of that round, the U.S. has a not insignificant lead of six to three. Oh, it's like the gold medal table. Yeah. But remember, there are like a billion of them and only eight of us, so bear that <laughs> in mind. There is much sneering in both directions about our respective nations' cuisines. The Americans claim that the British boil all their food to mush, which is why their teeth are so fucked up. (laughs) While British people think, well, at least our sandwiches don't occasionally swap out the bread for two pieces of fried chicken. Fair enough. So we're going to celebrate both cultures' mediocre taste for beige-colored foods that will kill you in a round called 
You sure said a mouthful. Each team will try a delicacy from the opposing country while blindfolded. We give them one point for identifying the name of the dish, one point for naming its main ingredients, and a bonus point for anyone who is seen to be genuinely enjoying eating this strange food. So I'm going to hand out these blindfolds. Uh, For the UK team, we have these dignified sleep blindfolds, if you would please put those on. Thank you. Uh, For comedies, Ron Babcock, we have this Pirates of the Caribbean-style blindfold. Thank you. And for Jordan Morris, the God Bless America blindfold. I'm a bit worried, because we're in a basement in Soho, and you've just blindfolded me. That's a good point. Famous (laughs) sex place. Um, Now, if I could bring our head writer, Sarah, onto the stage here. How about a round of applause? Not only is she... My blindfold smells. (laughs) Not only is she growing human life inside of her tummy... Uh, She is also going to be feeding our contestants foods, which they will then try to identify. So let's start with the U.S. team and round one. I'm going to put something on a breadstick for you. She's putting something on a breadstick for Put it in my mouth. It's a savory. Yeah, this is for you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) This is something. This is this will be from England, right? This is okay. Oh well, shit. <laughs> Jordan, Ron, you oh. want to taste it? <laughs> Do I have to swallow it? Is that part of this? Oh god! Ron, give it a taste. This fucking tastes like shit. <laughs> oh. Can you identify... My eyes are watering. <laughs> can oh. I... can oh. you identify this? Why would anyone ever put that in their mouth? <laughs> More like diarrhea. Is that... <laughs> is that Vegemite? No, it is not Vegemite. Jordan, have you got a guess? Diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> no, I... um, it, it's... Uh, it, it, God, it tastes... Fish base? Um, just, yeah, like salt? Is it salt? <laughs> Fish salt. Uh, cr- creamy salt. Brown salt gravy. A salt. Sauce. A salted fish's anus. Uh, breadstick. No, bre- uh, the world's grossest breadstick. I'm going to give you guys one point for identifying the primary ingredient of that food. Breadstick? <laughs> that was something which is actually called... Gentleman's relish. (laughs) (laughs) That's what some guys call their jizz. Uh, (laughs) Would the lady like some gentleman relish? It tastes like salt and fish. (laughs) Gross. Hey, lady, I've got unlimited breadsticks. Uh, Uh, I need a drink of water. It is... What the fuck is in this? It is an anchovy butter. Uh, it is a type of anchovy butter that... And what do you put that on? You put it on toast. It's a lot... Let me give you, a, let me give you an analogy. It's like beans. It is nothing like beans. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's get our next food for the United States team. Sarah? 
The audience can see what that is. Oh, I'm glad they're groaning at the sight of it. <laughs> Fuck. Cadbury chocolates, I'm sure. It's a savory. It's a what? A savory. A savory? For some reason, Sarah has decided that her off-microphone role is to feed people and identify whether the foods are sweets or savories. <laughs> <laughs> like, as though that's the key thing that's going on here. That is the worst thing, though, isn't it? If you think something's going to be savory and then it's sweet. Oh, no, the other way around. If you think it's going to be sweet and then it's savory. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Isn't that like cancer? <laughs> the worst thing is they... you think you don't have cancer and then you find out you do. They do it in Guantanamo Bay. They give people savory <laughs> yeah. donuts. That was the, the controversy at Abu Ghraib, I believe, yeah. was that American service people were telling people something was going to be savory and then giving them a donut. <laughs> and then uh, guys, torturing them. What? Just <laughs> tell, me, tell me what you're eating. Uh, it tastes like bread gravy. <laughs> Congratulations, you've just described all of British food. By the way, what is bread gravy? To the... uh, it's right here in my hand. It's, uh, <laughs> it's bread that's uh, baked with a, a type of gravy with a, um, inside of it. And uh, it's um, a, a delicacy. Um, and there's some onion. <laughs> This is some sort of this is some sort of British hot pocket type. Of <laughs> I think we're eating. It's a it's a it's a pocketed bread, uh, and there's it has a filling that I'm kind of scared to take a big bite of. Just it is. It's like a savory stuffed donut. Yeah, but there's like some sort of onion. Can you taste the onion? I can taste the onion. I think the filling is. Gosh, I mean, it's got to be something British. So I'm going to say pheasant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys are pretty close. It's a Cornish pasty. A Cornish pasty. By the way, uh, Cornish pasties are called pasties because they don't have R's in Cornwall. <laughs> Aren't pasties the thing that women put on their bosoms when they want to <laughs> go out and not oh, wear a bra? Oh, you're talking about fairground strippers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Inside a Cornish pasty are minced or ground beef, uh, <laughs> potatoes, vegetables, and onions. So you guys aren't, weren't that far off. We have one last item for hey, the U.S. Well, they here. used to have sweets oh, yeah. at the end as well. They used to have dessert at the end of the Cornish pasty. That's true. The Cornish pasty, for know. folks who don't know, is a, uh, a pastry, a bread outside, with a meal inside for people who worked in mines. So it was essentially something they could, a meal that they could put in their pocket. And originally, at the end of it, there would be a little bit of apple. So it would be like you start with a um, main dish, and then you get a little dessert. Uh, that's what everybody tells me when I said I, I'm going to London. They're like, oh, try the mine food. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to have mine food while you're there. It's like the street food in, in Hong Kong. Right. Yeah, it's the legendary. Authentic mine food. That's all. When Anthony Bourdain uh, shot No Reservations in London, right. he just went straight down into the mine. He's like, take me into the mine and show me what you got. Is there dead canary in this? <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's, a there's, nice... also a, there's also a pocket of air, just in case of emergency. <laughs> <laughs> and what's that seasoning? Is that a fine dusting of coal? <laughs> um, Sarah, what's our next item? Don't tell us. Just, be, just because Do I asked you. Do not respond to the question. In your, in your hand here, that's a spork. Sarah okay. is showing them how to use a spork with oh, her eyes spork. blindfolded. Oh, something fell on my lap. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm like a baby. I'm missing my mouth. <laughs> 
Um, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is the this is the least bad thing we've had. It um, well, it's a little sweet. It tastes like kind of like some sort of Sorry, breakfast my yogurt. Fell off, but uh, my eyes are closed. I am oh, not, shit. I am not. Guys, I'm not cheating at this bullshit quiz. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. Um, it does. It tastes like a yogurt, sweet, like something I'd eat when I'd wake up. Like, for breakfast? You just described gentleman's relish. <laughs> uh, yeah. Would the lady like a cup of my gentleman's relish? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's like a bread pudding. It, there's, like, like, I'm, there's some raisins in oh, it. Oh, yeah, it's like, a, yeah, like a, one of those uh, apple square um, pudding things. I'm going to give you guys two points for identifying the primary ingredients... And visibly enjoying the food. Um, now, Jordan, you've enjoyed it in the same way that my one-year-old son enjoys his food. It is all over me. And actually, now that I look at it, uh, Ron, you have, you've got a little gentleman's relish on you there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Down between the legs. Um, appropriately, that... <laughs> oh, feeding each other. I am. I'm a good boy. You guys just ate spotted dick, uh, which is made of sponge cake, currants, and custard, which was the yogurty type thing that you identified. Uh, congratulations, U.S. team. Not a bad showing. I'm going to open my eyes. Fine. My open your open. eyes. Oh, my God. Uh, now it's on to team you. I look like... Uh, I look like someone did terrible things to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now I know how Posh Spice feels. That means nothing. (laughs) That was just something I said. It was just an England thing you were familiar with. Yes. Let's move on to the UK team. They're wearing uh, much less embarrassing blindfolds, it must be said. Um, Much more sensual, I would also say. Thank you. Um, Are you guys ready for your first all-American delicacy? No. (laughs) <laughs> well, we're going to shove it down your hole anyway. Oh. That's so kind. Hold on, Sarah. You haven't told them if it's a sweet or a savory. It's this could oh. end in disaster. I feel like Oliver Twist. Oh, my God. M&M's. What? No. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, your country has candy, too. Can we yeah. have some biscuits? or uh, what, are, what are people eat? M&M's and delicious. It helps that we're right next door to the biggest M&M store in the whole country. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and call racism. (laughs) (laughs) So you're just saying M&M's? What do the M stand for in M&M? Mmm. Do they just stand for mmm? Mmm and mmm. Mmm and mmm. You know what? I hate to say it, but I'm going to have to give you zero points because those are peanut butter M&M's. Uh, wait, wait, peanut butter M and M's. Have you got a peanut allergy? Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible way to die. Hang on, we didn't say anything wrong. We just said M and M's. No, that's wrong because the right answer is peanut butter M and M's. Am I right or am I right, audience? Yeah. Oh Where God. are we wrong, audience? The guy in the super short shorts is with me. Bullshit. Um, so they didn't even use the word pasty and they got two points. And we say M&M's and we get no points. This is sh- this rubbish. This is bullshit. I'm joking. They're delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, we 
And you know what? I, what do we win? I feel, what do we win? I feel like I slammed the guy with the really short shorts. He looks great. I they're would very, love to slam the guy. They're with very the really European. <laughs> okay, let's have. Sorry, I don't know why I said that. I'm let's have our next point. American delicacy. Hands, hands out. <laughs> Oh, are these um, uppers? Oh, they taste as sick. Downers? <laughs> oh, these are rank. <laughs> oh, gross. That was really <laughs> gross. Wow, you literally spat out chewed up rank. food. Oh, they're oh. nice. I like these. I'll have yours. I don't, oh, just throw them over me. They seem to taste of Malibu. Some I know cream. what you mean, yeah. Pina coladas getting caught in the rain. <laughs> I feel like you're saying this look off now, you know, with the blindfold and the suit coat. That's this what... is exactly how I eat at home. <laughs> and I only eat these, whatever they are. That's one of the most disgusting things I've ever eaten. Don't lie. <laughs> are you going to tell us sick. what they are, guys? Oh, I M&Ms. forgot. I thought that was the game. M fucking M's. No, I don't think they're M&M's. I think they've got like a. Coconut taste I think they're them. another type of M&M, like coconut and sick M&M. <laughs> I really enjoy them. Uh, are they qualiates? <laughs> I've had a very Imagine stressful like, time. Nope, that is Rachel the best does. way to pronounce that And <laughs> <laughs> What would you say? You know what? I would I'm, say uh, quaaludes or ludes. Oh, you would say What's ludes. What's a quaalude? But that would get confused with lube. What's a quaalude? It often does. <laughs> wait, wait, In my wait. case, you are absolutely effect. correct. What is yeah. a quaalude? It's like um, it's like a, a quaalude is downer, a downer. Yeah, yeah, it's like a. It's an it illegal value? drug. Are you just feeding it's us an drugs? illegal drug yeah. that children, especially John Ronson's children, should not take. <laughs> Um, I'm actually going to give you. It's not quaaludes. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, Damn. I think it's um, um, like some other form of M M&M. and M. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. It is coconut M and M's for two points. Well, well, we we did that. I like that you were able to discern that within the two seconds that it was in your mouth before you spit it out into your hand and then dropped it on your partner's lap. Hey, is that what? Is that, did I eat the one that you spat out? <laughs> We have we have one more exotic food for the UK team. Sarah, why don't you bring it out? When you say it, is it an animal? No, I'm sensing not. I can hear guys, Sarah laughing. Do you guys only eat M&Ms in your country? <laughs> you need to learn about vegetables and stuff, you know. Oh. Have you seen Americans? <laughs> These are pretzel ones. I love these ones. Pretzel M&M. Pretzel M&M. That's absolutely correct Mm. for two points. Boom. Do you know what these are, though? These are savory and sweet at the same time. Oh, yeah. Which is the worst thing in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Totally fucking blew Sarah's system. Turns out I love... I feel like there were a lot of differences in the food that each team just (laughs) ate. No, it's both... (laughs) And there's certainly a different level of enjo- overall enjoyment that each team just experienced. Yeah, I, would say, I would say that it was exactly the same because you each ate national delicacies. They, uh, you guys ate spotted dick and a Cornish pasty and, of course, gentleman's relish. 
<laughs> and they ate the American equivalents of a variety of different types of M&Ms. We just don't have the imagination that you guys have in our country, in our cuisine. I mean, we come up with different foods and you flavor the same sweet. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't see the delicacies we gave you melting in your hands, do you? Did they melt in your hand? Did the Cornish pasty just melt in your hand? <laughs> no, it got all over my pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's terrible. You must have extremely hot hands. Are um, you flirting? Always. That is the same as you flirting with your reflection. You do realize that. <laughs> I didn't know who I was talking to, so I don't... I didn't Holly, yeah. given the opportunity to flirt with someone who looks exactly the same as you, wouldn't you do it? I mean, just for the story... That's like me hitting on Boris Johnson. <laughs> oh, I presume that's an English celebrity. <laughs> At the end of that round, it's ten points for the U.S., seven for the U.K. Have you had your blinds off for ages? How long, how long was I just sitting here with a blindfold on and everybody else could see? About way, like, way longer than everybody yeah. else. Like a good, a solid five minutes. <laughs> You're very comfortable, though, with it. I prefer it. <laughs> Sensory deprivation. You know, what, you know what I like to do before I put on the blindfold? Uh, does it depend on where you are? Drop a couple lewds. Oh, great idea. Pretty much wherever I am. <laughs> yeah, like an international flight or an intimate situation. Just whatever. <laughs> an intimate situation you'll take. Why do you just call a, it a lewd? That's what it's called. It's exhausting to say quoi and then lose. <laughs> <laughs> exhausting. You're really leading what us into we, what a What do we call them in our country? Oh, uh, come on! I think Did you guys even hear what I said? Oh, I said, you're really leading us into a gmire. Because quagmire. <laughs> I said it right away, too. I didn't have to think about it or anything. Just it was right there. <laughs> Don't yell at the audience, Carlos Mencia. <laughs> <laughs> Reference! <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go back to America on Monday. <laughs> it's International Waters. I'm your host, Jesse Thorne. This week, we're delighted to welcome an international radio chum, television host, super celebrity, best selling author, Mr. John Ronson. John? <laughs> welcome, sir. Is this everything you hoped it would be when you decided <laughs> um, to bring your child? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? He's fourteen. He does. He has heard of the word "fuck," and also, uh, he probably hasn't heard of quaaludes. But he has. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, I think it was a little bit. But know. he's mostly into the moody blues, right? <laughs> That's what fourteen-year-olds are into, right? That and Skrillex. <laughs> Skrillex. Um, how are you doing, Johnny? You, you, you're a little ill. Yeah, I have a florid cold at the moment. Wait, florid. a florid cold? <laughs> yeah, it's a quote, florid. A cold that's prone to using uh, dollar words when maybe, it could get away with... Flo maybe florid. I've never actually used that word in a sentence before. <laughs> but I was, um, I was with somebody the other day who, who, who used to be... She called herself floridly psychotic, which... And I think this this wow. is the cold version of that. <laughs> um, so I apologize. I like I like the idea that because you're John Ronson, you can yeah. just say, I was with someone the other day who was floridly psychotic. <laughs> and everyone just nods silently. 
Like, I yes, like, that's I a like thing John phrase. Ronson I does. I like the phrase. Yeah. Uh, you're actually moving to uh, the United States soon. That, I think that makes uh, you the perfect guest for our program. Yeah, I'm moving to New York in two weeks' time, weirdly. That, um, now, how do you even get to move to the United States? Like, I, I know people who, have, who live in foreign... I mean, I'm not trying to brag about the country I live in. It's pretty great, and I know people who live in foreign countries who've been trying to get in for a really long time. You mean whether they let me in? Yeah. I had to fill out a, a form. It's an O-1. Um, what does O-1 stand for? Person of Extraordinary Ability. <laughs> yes. Um, wow. So, um, Do you, when you fill out the form for Person of Extraordinary Ability... Like, do, oh, you know, is it like is it like applying to Professor Xavier's <laughs> school for? <laughs> it was a bit embarrassing. It was embarrassing. I went to the embassy and they said, "So, what makes you a person of extraordinary ability?" And he actually did that with his hand. He did a sort <laughs> of. I said, I said this. like you, like you might say to someone who who you know had skinned their knee and was at the hospital, like, "Oh, you skinned your knee." So, so I, yeah. what I'm getting is that this is the English version of the jackoff motion. <laughs> Yeah, that's how men masturbate in this country. <laughs> <laughs> Just with jazz hands. Uh-huh. Um, their, their wieners are sort of like bobblehead dolls. Oh. And it's such a, 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 a sarcastic thing to do. Like, you know, what makes you a person like, ooh, yeah, exactly. why are you important? Well, I said to him, it's your phrase. It's not my, it's not yeah. a phrase I would use. And then you shot a laser beam phrase. out of your eyes. And then I you said, had to last 15 minutes in the danger room. <laughs> <laughs> Then we actually had a fight over who was in the movie of The Many Stare Goats. He, I, I, I said, no, honestly, it was Jeff Bridges. And he's going, no, it's, no, it wasn't. And I said, it was, it really was. If you don't, guys didn't get off said, at I, the end of this, so this is just <laughs> a waste of everyone's time. And then he said, I, um, I approve your visa. Wow. I just, had to, I just had to say that I knew that Jeff Bridges was in the, <laughs> was in the movie of my book. And he is, and that that is truly extraordinary. <laughs> Did they give you like a jacket that says "Person of Extraordinary <laughs> Interest"? You know, stamped by USA. Is it like a crown? Ability. Yeah. Like a beauty queen. Oh, wow. Do you have so, Do you have Secret Service guys that say the boy is on his way? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll find out in two weeks' time <laughs> when we land, when we dock. What? Why? Mary. Why Where are, are you going? abandoning this beautiful country and this amazing I city? Know. I feel like we've passed the point of no return, and there's nothing I can do now. When I was watching the Olympics the last couple of days, I couldn't help sort of thinking, well. You know, who do I like more, Jessica Ennis or Michael Phelps? Jessica Ennis, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) You've made a horrible mistake. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to go for like, we're going to go for a few years and then I'm sure I'll come back. For the next Olympics. Yeah. So what, um, what was it? Was it just? Was it really just a rash decision? What did your What yeah. did your wife and uh, family I, I think come, about it? No, I, you know, I come back. You know, I go to America quite a lot, and I come back and and um, and I say, oh, we should live in New York sometime. And I, do, you know, obviously, I don't think anyone's going to take that seriously. And then finally, my wife said, well, all right, let's do it. And I said, okay. And then the next thing I know, we. Fucking stuff's been loaded into a van. <laughs> and and uh, now, and can, I, can I ask <laughs> you a quick question about your plans for moving? Yeah. Are you, you're going to bring the stuff over in a van? Uh, <laughs> well, the stuff left in a van. I'm presuming that the van drivers are going to transport. We're going on the on the Queen. We're going on the ship. We're not going to what? F- yeah. Oh, that's spectacular. I know. That's because of the dogs. Are you bringing Jeeves? <laughs> <laughs> um, who, who will suggest what you wear to mess? <laughs> When you pull up by the Statue of Liberty, are you going to put your iPod in and play it? We're coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the Paul Simon version about how terrible and paranoid it Fair makes enough. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so yeah. 
Did so you have to get yes. dog passports? Uh, no, you don't need that anymore. Does your dog you need to be of an extraordinary dog? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, there's two of them, and you know whether, whether it's stamped on their visa or not, I'll tell you they do. Uh, <laughs> floppy and Josie. So we're going on the ship. A Floppy and Josie going on the boat with you? Yeah, of course. Are you going to carry them under your arm like a, like a lady in... Um, <laughs> 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 yes. How do you explain to them about the sort of language differences? You floppy know, like, and Josie? Ah, they'll be fine. Because I don't <laughs> think they say leads, they say leashes. I mean, they should know this, by the way, because this is going to be a shock to them when they turn up and no one goes, where's your lead? Yeah, wh- what'll happen when you tell, when you open, open up the back of your car and say, hey, dogs, get in the trunk. And they're confused because they're used to being put in the boot. They'll be getting into elephants. You're a dog torturer. <laughs> yeah, they'll be fine. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it's about, yeah, so there you go. Um, and Yeah, we're going to go to New York. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> On the uh, extraordinary dog form, you just write, look at his face, look at his little face. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good boy, isn't he? <laughs> Who wants num-nums? <laughs> Wait, I, I have num-nums? A- I have an important... Like you know, down, some... They're a downer for dogs. Yeah, right. Quanums. <laughs> <laughs> it's, do- it's a dog party drug. <laughs> <laughs> they usually do whippets. Yeah. Get it? Hey! <laughs> it's a type of dog. It's a type of dog. No, I wanted to sing and dance. Oh, no, I was I was great. I decided instead of berating them that I would do a song and dance number. It was terrific. I'll be closing out the whole show with a soft shoe. Mm. I'm a regular Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> um, so uh, I, here's something I, I, I want to ask you about. Um, I actually, when I was on vacation recently, I read uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats, your best-selling book. Um, and I had previously enjoyed reading uh, your book, The Psychopath Test. Um, I'm looking forward on my flight home, actually, to reading Them, another of your best-selling books. Um, your subjects range from eccentric to psychopathic. Um, and I wonder, like, how, what is the seed that, that makes you think, you know what, I'm going to track down a few people who are really into lizard men. Who think all Jews are lizards? Well, with that one, actually, I didn't want to do it. That was David Icke, who, who he believes that the ruling elite, uh, the shadowy cabal that rules our, our lives, are, are blood drinking, child sacrificing, pedophile lizards who've adopted human form. And actually, I didn't want to do that. I didn't because, want to, I, you know what? A lot of that stuff is frowned upon in the lizard community. Right. <laughs> Well, I didn't want to tell that story, but then I found out that people on my side of the fence, like, like anti-racist groups, were convinced that when David Icke said blood-drinking paedophile lizards, he was using code. And what he actually meant was Jews, uh, to which David Icke said, no, really, I mean lizards. To which, <laughs> to which they said, well, that's also code. So that's what kind of um, unlocked that story for me, that, that the crazier the extremists get, the crazier our responses towards them, um, is the answer to that question. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ever... I mean, as, as I was reading The Men Who Stare at Goats, mm. the thing that struck me about it is that you're talking to people with, you know, a range of eccentric activities. Yeah. Um, but in power. These, these were people yes. who had power. And they're also in the military or yeah. ex-military. And so I would say substantially they're capable of killing you. Yeah. That Not would by staring at me, though, as much as I uh, think I that's possible. <laughs> For people who don't know, this was a, this was a secret unit of the uh, of special U.S. military uh, called Project Jedi, and it was a series of levels, Project Jedi. So level one, they told me, was um, 
observation. You walk into a room, how many chairs are in the room? The super soldier would just know. So I said, what was level two? He said, level two was intuition. You're at a fork in the road. Do you go left? Do you go right? You go right. So I said, what was level three? So level three was invisibility. (laughs) So I said, that's quite a leap from... uh, (laughs) From level two, I said, well, well what, ha- what happened is they, yeah. well, they, they, they adapted it from actual invisibility to just trying to find a way of not being seen. And then... <laughs> it's also like camouflage. Level, f- <laughs> level f- five is you call your best friend, but she calls it exactly the same time and you both get busy signals. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, they didn't want to kill me because they were... Um, I mean, I have, you know, I have been in you know, situations, but that wasn't one of them. Uh, because they were kind of proud of what they were doing. <laughs> they kind of figured, you know, if, if we can't try and kill a goat just by staring at it, who would? The beautiful, the lovely part about that book is, and it's a lovely part that sort of curdles and turns, turns into a nightmare by the end, but the lovely part is that it all stems out of this military guy who the military essentially just told like go out to california and check out some weird shit and see what you can learn yeah and he put together this plan for his vision of the military a sort of i don't know how literal it was but it is a thing that you can't after he went to you know ashrams and esalen and crystal he ate crystals you know that kind of thing and this plan is the most amazing thing I've ever heard, read about in my entire life. Yeah, this was the first Earth Battalion, right? That yeah. The, that the soldier would learn with... Sp- he would learn how to adopt sparkly eyes technique. He'd go into a hostile country. This is real. Yeah. I want to emphasize with, that uh, this is really in a real military report. He would carry a baby lamb, and with sparkly eyes, he would give the enemy an automatic hug. <laughs> and, if, and if that didn't work, uh, in the unlikely... Situation that that didn't the unlikely work. situation that um, that would work. Right. He he would. Well, uh, I don't know. You've never would... been sparkled by one of these <laughs> guys, Ron. <laughs> he would. Uh, he would then uh, broadcast discordant sounds to kind of freak <laughs> out the enemy. And that um, man left the military to become Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, dis- as, as everyone now knows, discordant sounds did start getting used in in Guantanamo and Abu Ghraib and so on. Uh, and then if that didn't work, the discordant sounds, uh, you could kill them. <laughs> but I mean, the, the, thing that's, the thing that's terrifying about it, the curdled part, is that uh, what is really, in a way, kind of a lovely vision for the military, um, a man who sincerely wanted to make a military that was less oriented towards just murdering everyone you could, as a, you know, as a response to the pain of... Um, anti-insurgent wars like Vietnam um, turned into psychological operations, psyops, and the horrible, horrible things that happened at, at Abu Ghraib and elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I guess that's human nature. Um, I tell you what else is kind of strange and interesting. The very same, literally, the very same hot tub that Jim Chan and the man that you're talking about went to. Uh, in the Menestate Goats to come up with all these ideas for a new, loving U.S. military. In that very same hot tub, uh, um, um, a man called Elliot Barker went, who crops up in, in my most recent book, The Psychopath Test, and he was also looking for new ideas, and his new ideas was how to cure 
psychopaths. And so what he did was he brought all these Northern Californian ideas back to his mental hospital in Ontario. And he did this mammoth uh, marathon nude psychotherapy session for psychopaths where he got all the psychopaths on his ward and he put them all in a room and got them all to strip naked and gave them massive amounts of LSD. And the idea was that it would, it would teach them how to be more empathetic. Uh, and sure enough, after like weeks and weeks of being <laughs> off their heads on LSD, and they were like they're all Are naked. You just describing my dad in the late sixties <laughs> and early seventies when he was living in Hawaii. They weren't allowed to leave the room, so if they got hungry, they had to suck liquid food through a straw that came through the walls. Um, anyway, after weeks and weeks of this, um, finally the 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 psychopaths started to, to seem more empathetic. They started telling each other how much they loved each other and, mm-hmm. and you know, they could see a gentleness in their eyes and so they were released. Uh, and, um, Cured! And, and, many, and those many, psychopaths right. formed the Red Hot Chili well, Peppers. <laughs> many years later, this was in the early 70s, and then many years later some people came along to do a long-term uh, recidivism study to find out you know, what happened to these people who'd been through the program. And in normal circumstances, 60% of psychopaths who are released go on to reoffend. But the ones who had been through the naked LSD sessions, 80% went on to... <laughs> <laughs> it it, it made know, them worse. That really is a testament to the healing power of nightmares. <laughs> and that think, same man went on to create Mandeville and the <laughs> other one. <laughs> Well, uh, John, it is a joy to have you on the program, and we're excited to have you in the future in the United States of America. Uh, Score another one for the U.S. of A. Thank you. My my wife says that that, uh, the Americans are excited to have me because they don't yet know me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We have low standards. We're pretty excited about One Direction. Um, since his second book, Them, Adventures with Extremists, involved meeting so many of the people actually involved in them, we thought John could quiz the panel on some persistent international conspiracy theories. So here's how it's going to work. John is going to ask the questions, and either team can buzz in with your buzzwords. Let's start with the first question. Who killed Princess Diana? Hot dog. U.S. The media. (laughs) Yeah, I'll give you a point for that. The actual answer is that it was an accident caused by her driver, Henri Paul, who at the time was driving drunk. But I would have also accepted a murder plot by Prince Philip, the Queen, and the CIA. Do you know? Do you you know the big dog theory of of that? The the big dog theory. Yeah, this is this is my favorite princess. The dog of extraordinary interest. Uh, Does anyone? Does are there any conspiracy uh, uh, people in in the audience know about the big dog? There was a fear. Are there any conspirators here tonight? There was a not not like the black dog of depression. No, there was a fear that was seen really close to Diana's car. And I think they, they say they found a little bit of this Fiat, you know, scraped across the car. And in the Fiat, somebody said there was a, a driver and a huge, huge dog. And the idea was that basically the killer was the driver of the Fiat. And uh, they were, and, and he had the giant dog with him. Because when you see a dog that big in a car, everyone looks at the dog. So the dog was there. So basically any passerby would... Um, would notice, you know, would say, what a big dog, and then not bother looking at the driver, and that's how he got away with it. 
And then he pushed them into the wall. Yeah, and then he, and then you know, uh, uh, exactly, and then nudged them into the wall. I, I also like it when a dog is wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. If I Let's was going to be an assassin, I would totally take a giant dog with me everywhere. <laughs> But then they just like, oh, you're looking for that assassin? Just look for the giant dog with a hat. <laughs> I, you know, it. I was at the Victoria and Albert Museum yesterday, which, Get by out. the way, is absolutely spectacular. This is the great. This is the world's greatest monument to plunder. <laughs> to plunder. Like, the plundering that went on to make this uh, thing happen yeah. is just, just spectacular. I mean, yeah, it is just amazing. We just love, something we love to steal. Yeah. <laughs> something from every subjugated nation in the world <laughs> is on display at the Victoria and Albert Museum. But the one one English thing that I was particularly impressed by is some nobleman in the early 19th century, I believe, had this team of brilliant craftspeople create a life-size marble tribute to his Newfoundland dog which is a huge dog. And this dog is like on a pillow that looks like a pillow, but it's made out of marble. The dog looks like it's alive. It is the strangest use of hegemonic style wealth. Like, just culture controlling, world economy controlling wealth I've ever seen. You guys have never seen this? Have you even we been so to the VA? I guess it's our equivalent of Donald Trump's hair. <laughs> Let's get the next question. Question two. Is Paul McCartney dead? <laughs> Hot dog Hot on the inside. U.S. <laughs> <laughs> That's amusing. The answer is no, but I would have also accepted yes because if you had... <laughs> what about maybe? Bare feet on the cover of Abbey Road, and if you play Revolution Number no. 9 backwards, you can hear the phrase... Turn me on, dead man. And also, it sounds slightly less nightmarish. <laughs> slightly. The next question. Where was Barack Obama born? Hot dog. Yeah. Uh, Hawaii. Uh, that's absolutely correct. I would have also... Your dad lived in Hawaii. He did. Your dad could be the father of Barack Obama. My dad is African-American. <laughs> 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 that's a sight gag, folks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, it's apparent that I'm not African-American. I'm just explaining for the at-home listener that's confused about what's going on. The actual answer is Hawaii. Uh, but I also, according to an email forward I received from my uh, southern uncle, uh, <laughs> Gay-Sylvania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, I, is that where the Sylvanian families come from? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I didn't know or they were homosexual <laughs> Sylvania, as Christian magazines call yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> the, if the word replacement works yeah. correctly, yes. Tyson uh, Gay Sylvania. The next question is actually about a subject that came up a little earlier on this show. Name a famous lizard. A hot dog. Um, the uh, gecko life insurance lizard. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? And that's and he's he's English, so that's a homegrown hero. The what? English. You're pointing don't... at me when you say that. <laughs> I am English. I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> well, it's it's it's, it's a, one of your biggest exports. The it's thing like... that we have never heard of. <laughs> right. Well, it's because you lizards. exported it, so we know about it. But then he's not. That's here. how we work. We just very outward facing. There's a computer. Have you ever heard of John Barrowman? <laughs> no. Well, there you well, go. There that just go. proves it right. <laughs> I think We're both right. <laughs> um, that actually is correct, so I will give you a point for that, U.S. team. 
the Geico lizard is famous, at least in the United States. However, um, if we're talking about conspiracy theories, according to David Icke, uh, famous 12-foot blood-drinking pedophile lizards include Bob Hope, <laughs> George Bush, the Rothschild family, Boxcar Willie, the novelty country singer of the 1960s and 70s, the Queen of England, the novelty... Qu- no. Uh, can I, can I, are any of those people Jewish? No. No. Well, the Queen of England, I don't why think, is, is Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> why is it? I'm not, I'm not an expert. It's a good question. Why, why is everyone worried about what, this being a, a sort of Jewish conspiracy? When well, actually, funnily enough, Combat 18 once, um, once tried to grapple with that question. It's like, if not, if not many of the um, people who are considered to be the secret rulers of the world are actually Jewish, then how could it be called a Jewish conspiracy? And the, the, the conclusion they came to is that they're not Jewish, but they're Jewish. <laughs> Jewish. Well, they they act in a Jewish way. Right. Wow. So it's a Jewish conspiracy. I'm oh, sorry. I'm not kidding. This is like really they're the always truth. studying the Torah. Uh, mm. Yeah. Uh, the no, the yeah. You never see them without a salt beef sandwich. That's for sure. <laughs> you know the funny thing about you know it all comes from the Jewish conspiracy. All comes from the Protocols of Zion. You know the the Tsarist forgery, the book that was purporting to be the minutes of a secret meeting of the secret Jewish cabal. And I've read the Protocols of Zion, and it says things like Protocol Nine. This is like you know it's like points on the thing. Uh, uh, the weapons in our hands are merciless greed vengeance and we will not stop until we have enslaved everybody to our international super government seems like a weird uh, thing to write down when I was reading that I was thinking you know god you know we, we don't you know even if we do you know and I know I do possess merciless greed <laughs> vengeance we don't admit it yeah. you know? protocol 10 eat flies with long sticky tongue <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see the protocols turn the other way. Like, protocol 10 is the husband has to take the trash out every night because, geez, Louise, it's just piling up in there. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, other lizards, uh, Prince Philip, oh, Chris Christopherson, <laughs> Al Gore, and the Bilderberg Group. No mention of the Geico lizard, though. That seems weird. He sells car insurance. Right. Mm. I don't think David Icke would know who he was unless he's travelled extensively. He has travelled extensively. He has travelled extensively. I was going to say he doesn't sound like a very worldly man. But, uh, no, he's always on the go. Oh, he's always on the go. Yeah, he, um, David's guy's background. You haven't, you haven't seen the American, you haven't seen the Louis Vuitton <laughs> ads with him? <laughs> <laughs> Is that him in the Chanel ads when he opens the window and there's the uh, Eiffel Tower? Yeah. Is he a, a pop singer or an actor? David Icke? Yeah. Uh, he used to be, a, he was a professional goalkeeper for Coventry or, or Leicester. <laughs> and then he was a sports personality. You know, like, you know, back in the sort of 70s, like, um, uh, Gary Lineker, you know, you'd present Grandstand, you'd present the snooker. Gary Lineker isn't the son of God, though. <laughs> well, and then he, he announced on the Wogan show that he was the son of God. Um, and, um, Must be uh, quite a surprise uh, for yeah. everybody to have <laughs> come back on a it's TV a big show scoop like for that. Wogan. Uh, and then he Our American listeners are still <laughs> reeling at the idea that snooker is considered a sport. <laughs> And pronounce snooker. <laughs> snooker. Snooker. This, like this ball. <laughs> we shorten it to just ooker. <laughs> Play some ooker. Do some lewds. Eat some num nums. Ookers <laughs> and lewds are a whole other night out, which you will probably experience here in Soho tonight. 
With your blindfolds on. <laughs> yeah, fingers That sounds like a bar you'd go to with the blindfolds on. Yes, this loons. is a bar you'd go to with a blindfold. Yeah, and they are, they are they, they coincidentally fed to you by a pregnant woman. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. Sure. Here's our next question. What is the purpose of fluoride in drinking water? Uh, Helen Mirren. To, um, I think it's the first time we've actually said our buzzer. Yeah. I think it's because I keep forgetting if it's Mirren or Helen Mirren. Yeah. But um, is it to strengthen or, uh, and whiten teeth? Yes, it is. It's to prevent tooth decay. I would also have accepted a way for governments to keep the populace stupid and a way for drug manufacturers to poison the public, then charge them for medicine. And I also finally would have accepted communism, liquid communism. <laughs> um, but you're absolutely correct. And you know what? That really, that really brought you back. Um, Thanks. That's why I was so quick to go in. I didn't hang around with any, like, amusing banter. <clears throat> at, the, at the end of that round, the U.S. leads the U.K. 22 to 8. <laughs> I'm glad we did that. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us on International Waters. Legendary writer, television personality, and new American, <laughs> Mr. John Ronson. I insist that you read at least one of his books, because they're frickin' tremendous. Thank you, sir. You're listening to International Waters, a comedy quiz show about pop culture and which country out of Britain and the U.S. is the best country. Now, there's a popular device common to many quiz shows designed to keep things competitive and dramatic right up until the end of the show. It's called a quickfire round. And so is this. We're going to give each team 30 seconds to answer as many questions as they can about the opposing country. And since the U.S. are way, way, way ahead, I'm going to have them go first. You guys will have the chance to strike from behind. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Bangers and mash. Um, Waterloo. Uh, Piccadilly. (laughs) Uh, So the basis of this is I'll ask you questions. Okay, sure. We could do it that way, too. Yeah, all right, fine. Okay, great. 30 seconds are on the clock. Let's go. In Cockney rhyming slang, what does apple and pears mean? Sit in some chairs. No, stairs. (laughs) What is celebrated British singer Robbie Williams' real first name? Robert. Uh, Yes, that's correct. Robert. (laughs) What is the best-selling UK single of all time? Uh, that, hey, uh, Jude? No. Candle in the Wind 97. Damn it. In the UK, what does it mean when you say the queen has put her fanny in her pants? It's uh, <laughs> when the queen shits her pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, incorrect. That means she put her vagina in her underwear. <laughs> uh, what's the name of the political party currently governing the UK in coalition with the conservatives? Uh, the Labour Party. No, incorrect. <laughs> Liberal Democrats. It said that there's only one country in the world where Coca-Cola and Pepsi are not the best-selling soft drinks. Which British nation is it? And what is the name of the drink? Uh, if, if, if something with Fanta. <laughs> South Africa. Um, South African Fanta. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not It's Fanta. Scotland. The drink is Iron Brew. And that's 30 <laughs> seconds. Luckily... We happen to have some iron brew on hand. Oh, good. Sarah More stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gross. <laughs> you won't, you definitely it? won't like it. You, if you're going to the Edinburgh Festival, you need to get used to it because that's all they serve. They don't have water there. So we <laughs> have... <laughs> they boil uh, vegetables in it. You have to clean this, your teeth in it. Is this alcohol or is this... Um... No, it's... it's uh... 
you get one point for trying to accurately describe what this tastes like. I mean, boy, I mean, this just has all the charm of cough medicine. (laughs) (laughs) But without all that annoying medicine in it, you know? So it's just if you just fucking love cough medicine. It's like Gatorade with bubbles. (laughs) Yeah, I'll give you a point for that. Uh, that brings or homosexual aid, as it's called. In a <laughs> <laughs> that brings your total up to twenty-six, and now it's time for the UK. I'm gonna. We're gonna rinse this. I'm gonna put thirty seconds on the clock. Get ready. Which U.S. athlete recently became the most decorated Olympic athlete of all time? Phelps. This U.S. presidential candidate has announced his running mate via a smartphone app. Mitt Romney. Absolutely correct. This former American first lady recently made a splash with her dance moves at a gala in South Africa. Henry Clinton. That's correct. This long-running PBS children's show is holding auditions for a new Latino character. Sesame Street. That's correct. Same-sex couples recently participated in a kiss-in to protest what U.S. fast food chain? Chipotle. Incorrect. Chick-fil-A. This US That's what he meant. He just said it wrong. What did you say? <laughs> this U.S. celebrity couple were just named the highest paid in the world. Uh, uh, Brad Pitt and Anthony, uh, Angelina Anthony Jolie. Jolie. Anthony <laughs> Incorrect. Jay-Z and Beyonce. A Brooklyn teenager recently used his smartphone to win $50,000 in the world championship of what? Texting. That's absolutely correct. Wow, that's uh, UK. I feel like someone was really carrying your side in that round. <laughs> oh, it's not, not going to say who. That brings your total up. At the end. Yeah. Oh, I could have done that all day. <laughs> Staying, saying stuff. You were very focused. You were just like locked into the microphone. Hillary Clinton! <laughs> I just like saying Hillary Clinton. Mm. It's really fun. weird. That's the difference between American... Weirdly, this is contradicting it, but the difference between American and British panel show games mm. is that... We tend to, we're like, we're brought up to like find the funny answers and then go for the real answer. Whereas in America, they tend to be like, that's the answer. That's the answer. <laughs> that's why you've got 28 points and we've got a three. <laughs> hey, whatever you need to tell yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. You're losing because of cultural reasons. Yes. Yeah. It's a cultural thing. You wouldn't understand it. <laughs> You're super into losing, is that? <laughs> Um, those drinks are poisoned. Those drinks are poisoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Iron brew is what you put in your car. <laughs> <laughs> now he's winning. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys sure murdered us. <laughs> <laughs> we love to do that. And then steal all your things, put them in the Victorian Album Museum. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to International Waters. We come now to the final round in defense of in which we'll be asking our teams to speak in defense of a cultural phenomenon which is widely believed to be weak or bad or possibly even sucky. The winner of this will receive 1,000 points, making all the rounds up till now (laughs) completely irrelevant. (laughs) Good news for the UK team. Anyway, I guess the the moral of this story is this whole thing was a real waste of time. Uh, By way of apology, uh, we have invited our London audience to suggest some things that they'd like to hear our team's defense. So uh, I'm, I'm going to throw out a couple of topics to you guys. Um, we've got Top Gear. Yeah, that's pretty insufferable. The Relentless. Do you guys get that? Yep. Yes, we do. That's one of our biggest exports. And we also actually also have an American version of it as well. Um, can I ask you a, a sincere question about that? Of course. So they're like hosting a talk show. Why are they standing in a sea of spectators? <laughs> and why are those spectators standing around confusedly? 
trying to figure out which thing that's going on they're supposed to be looking at. Well, you should ask these people here because they're having exactly the same problem right now. (laughs) (laughs) But we're not just surrounded by them milling around. They are very close to us. I mean, I can literally feel this man's breath against my leg. (laughs) Okay, we have the relentless and kind of racist war on gray squirrels. That's an interesting subject. There's, um, what, is that American that? or British? What is, I have, yeah, I didn't know. Did we do yeah, that? yeah. All our um, s- uh, red squirrels, as it's pronounced, uh, live um, <laughs> in, n- like up north, and all the grey squirrels are further south. How is it? What is the difference? What do you say? Squirrels? Yes, yeah, squirrels. <laughs> yes, yeah, squirrels. It's not one, squirrels. like, it's not one... Bit. It's too. Yeah, bit. you're really you're really hitting that. What do you say? Uh-huh. Skew eye rails. <laughs> That's exactly correct. Okay. <laughs> Skew eye I just say earls. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have Kenneth fucking Branagh. Someone has written that out here. <laughs> Defend that, and they wrote that as well. Defend that. <laughs> Asshole, and then a middle finger. <laughs> and finally, so sandals with socks. Sandals with socks. U.S., which of those do you think that the U.K. should defend? I really like sandals with socks. I think that... Audience, are you on board with that? Easy. 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 Have fun. Bring it on. Um, USA, here's a couple of things that you have to defend, uh, or one of which you'll have to defend. We have the term swag, Mm. uh, stereotypical tourists... And it's, you know, guys in Hawaiian shirts with cameras around their neck. There's no shortage of those around here. Yellow cheese. Cheese in quotation marks. Uh, Apparently, if it's yellow, it's not cheese. And finally, being ill-informed about world affairs, thinking that drinking Diet Coke means you're on a diet, driving everywhere, even if it's quicker to walk, saying, hi, how are you, when they don't care how you are. (laughs) It's just a way of saying hi. Wow. What's great this is... Just, this just went from fun to hostile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would like, like an escort from the theater, please. That was there like is 15 things. What's great is that these forms that we've made have suggestion areas for Team USA and Team UK. So everyone has written uh, one suggestion for Team USA, one suggestion for Team UK, except for that girl... Who just left the Team UK area blank. Can, Nothing to be critical about. You can tell her semester abroad in the US did not go well. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a manifesto. That's not a fucking suggestion. Yeah, I, I think that, that one's a little bit much, but we do have... I'll take it. No, <laughs> we do have three choices here. Stereotypical tourists, yellow cheese, and the term swag. UK team, what should the US have to defend? I don't know. I've never heard of the term swag. Yeah. I've heard of it in a Cheryl Lloyd. Well, it's pretty Cheryl awesome. Lloyd. <laughs> I think the yellow, the yellow cheese thing... I guess you guys thing, just aren't like swagged that. out. The yellow cheese thing always really bothers me whenever I go to America, so that would be something I'd like sure. to hear from your point of view. Okay. Does that sound okay to you, audience? Yeah. Okay. Well, U.S., you'll have to defend yellow cheese, and because you're in the lead, I'm going to make you go first... You have 60 seconds to defend yellow cheese. Nachos are delicious. I feel like I can just hang out for the rest of the 60 seconds, right? (laughs) Have you eaten nachos? They're great. Uh, You don't put Stilton on nachos. (laughs) You don't put blue cheese on nachos or whatever other 
pale white things you like to put in your mouth. You put goddamn American yellow cheese on nachos, and you bring out nachos to table? Guess what? People are happy. No one ever goes, oh, take that away from me. I'm not into it. No, they're like, no, what? You're awesome. Here are some famous British subjects that love nachos. The Queen. Jason Statham. Uh, and don't get all weird on us because we have some yellow cheese. You have a sauce that's just called brown sauce. That's your version. <laughs> yeah, of it. And right? brown sauce is awesome. I'm not knocking it. All right, I love brown sauce on my fries. That's I come over. I'm like, this is what England tastes like. Why can't you give us the same to America? Michael Fassbender <laughs> will cram some fucking nachos into that handsome He's ass Irish. face of his. Alan Jones. Is that it? <laughs> Aled, Aled, what? Aled, Aled, yeah, You want to know how Michael Fassbender's dick got so big? He's Irish. He's Irish. He's got nothing to do with us. Well, he, I, he loves yellow. I, I think we all love Michael Fassbender. That's time. And in conclusion, my wife. Okay, UK team, you've got your work cut out for you for 1,000 yep. points. <laughs> I'd like you to defend. Oh, I see it hard for me to even say out loud, socks with sandals. I think one of the first things you have to think about is how cold it is here. So we want to be part of the warm world and wear sandals, but in reality we have to wear some sort of protection to keep us from the freezing ice beneath our feet. Also, 98% of British people's feet are fucking disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) And so you would not want to see them even if you had the opportunity. So to keep them covered up is far better. And also, I think there's sort of a hipster movement now as well that would be, that would find that very uh, retro chic and uh, and would be very, it would be like tape recorders and um, big glasses. It's very in, it's very Brooklyn-y. Yeah. All, the, all the characters in that new Wes Anderson movie are wearing socks and sandals, right? Yeah, exactly. It's very scouting. Right. Yeah. And we don't feel the need to aggressively shout our points. We just want to make our argument I fair mean, and square in a polite British way. We would like to project things. when they're in a theater. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not into showmanship, that's cool. <laughs> it's a cultural thing. You wouldn't understand. Okay, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. got Have you not, never heard Radio 4? It's very muted. You never hear people raise their voice. Even when something very exciting happens. Just talking like this all the time. Yeah, this is us winning a gold. Oh, wow, that's brilliant. Another gold medal was won today at the Olympics. And now let us stand for the national anthem. (laughs) That's time. Please don't stand too much. (laughs) Well done, us. Now, typically, audience, I make the decision as to who won because of my, you know, I'm a person of extraordinary abilities. (laughs) Um, However, because you are here with us, I'm going to let you decide through a round of applause. So, who felt that the better argument was made by the United States who said, without yellow cheese, there would be no nachos? Traitors. Yeah. It's not bad. You guys really, uh, you sold it. Um, Who preferred the British team's explanation? Well, I guess that does it. 
USA has it. All right. Yes. Good job. Now I know how Jessica Ennis felt on... This is incredible. To be honest, that sort of emotion I find quite embarrassing. I would have preferred to have (laughs) lost. Yeah, I can't wait to go put uh, socks and sandals on right now because it's so cold outside. (laughs) (laughs) It's not cold outside. For the at-home listener, it's quite warm. Yes. Um, Great weather. Great weather. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. By that completely that unbiased awesome. measure, uh, the UK gets 1,000 yes. points yes. and have defeated the US by nearly 1,000 points. <laughs> Let's hear it for our performers playing for the United States, the losing squad, Jordan Morris and Ron Babcock. Great. For the UK, Holly Walsh and Tom Allen. And of course, our special guest, John Ronson and his 14-year-old son. The script was written by Sarah Morgan with Jordan Morris. Our theme tune, USA versus White Noise by Ladytron. Our thanks to them for letting us use it. Please buy their record albums. International Waters was engineered here at the Leicester Square Theater in London by Chris Morris and produced by Colin Anderson. Thanks, everybody. Yeah.